of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Hello and welcome to episode 15. This week it is just me all by myself. So probably going to get through this relatively quickly, but you know what? Got to get it done one way or another. So here we go. First things first, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order officially revealed. We got a trailer. It's just a CG trailer. There's no gameplay. It's going to be released on November 15th. It's using the Unreal Engine, not the Frostbite Engine. As we found out from last week, the Frostbite Engine is a nightmare because of what Bioware had to do with Anthem. So luckily this is using Unreal. It's a story-driven game with no multiplayer and no microtransactions, which is basically everything EA hates. Because again, we learned last week, EA does not like single-player-only games because they think people finish them and trade them back into GameStop. They don't like having no multiplayer because... If there's no multiplayer, what keeps people playing? And they don't like no microtransactions because, well, it's extra money. So this game is everything EA doesn't want, which is interesting. And I'll get back to that in a second. The main character is voiced by Cameron Monaghan. I think that's his name. And the main character's name is Cal, which is short for uh, California. It's not short for that. I think it's short for Calvin. It's probably short for Calvin because he's a redhead. And every Calvin's a redhead. That's just just a fact that the world should know. Show me someone named Calvin that's not a redhead. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, his droid is called BD-1. It's going to take place on a brand new planet. And they said this is a original Star Wars story. Brand new, completely original. It's about a surviving Padawan set shortly after the events of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. And in the trailer, he talks a little bit and he says that there are three rules to survival. Don't stand out, accept the past, and trust no one. And he says it, he repeats that a couple times. Also, I saw some people point out that this Cameron guy that's voicing the main character, they said that he's on the show Gotham and he plays the Joker. So people were saying like, you know, Mark Hamill played Luke Skywalker and then he went on to voice the Joker And now this guy plays the Joker and he's going on to voice a Jedi. So basically the Joker and Star Wars are like, they're the same thing. They're synonymous with each other. It's canon now. And on their website, it says, feel the force. Hone lightsaber combat forms to refine striking, blocking, and dodging your enemies. Use your Jedi weapon and the force to take on any challenge. A new Star Wars story. As one of the last Jedi, you must do whatever it takes to survive. Complete your training before the Inquisitors discover your plan to rebuild the Jedi Order. The galaxy awaits. Explore ancient forests, windswept cliffs, and haunted jungles as you decide when and where you want to go next. So I'm guessing Cal is like one of the last few Jedi, and he's trying to kind of blend in with society. As you see him just kind of you know, mingling with other people, and he's just, he's trying not to stand out, which is one of the rules, don't stand out. So at one point, he's like on this, I think they're taking apart like a ship or something, and like the cable snap, and one of his friends starts falling, and he goes to reach for him, and then it says, you know, don't stand out. Well, it cuts away right then, but it makes you think like, did he use the force to like save him, or did he not use the force because he doesn't want to stand out? He wants to just blend in so he doesn't like have to fight these people. And, well, eventually he stands out because the people come after him. So, I guess there's the Inquisitor and, like, Purge Troopers. I don't really know exactly. I'm pretty sure that's what they were called. 
But yeah, this will be interesting because all I want to know is can Respawn pull this off? And I know no one's going to leave a comment because no one ever does, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Can Respawn pull this off? Because again, this is everything EA hates. Story driven, no multiplayer, no microtransactions, which leads me to believe that EA is just giving Respawn everything. They just said, do what you want. And if it does well, you know what? You proved us wrong. If it doesn't do well, we were right the whole time. Now, sales wise, this game's going to sell because it's Star Wars. Everything Star Wars related sells. That's not even a question. It's going to do fine sales wise. But gameplay wise, you know, a lot of people were saying that the, this game or the trailer gave them Force Unleashed vibes. And I don't know what that means because I never played the Force Unleashed. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Again, can Respawn pull this off because you have to impress, you know, your boss or your owner in EA. And you have to satisfy the Star Wars community, which is not easy to do. And you're in new territory. Respawn's only ever made first-person shooters, and now they're making a third-person action game or open-world game. So, I mean, they're in, like, uncharted territory here. They have a lot of pressure on them, and, you know, is that going to come back to haunt them? I think they can pull it off. All their games they've released so far have been good, and, you know, a lot of first-person shooter stories are not the greatest, or they're pretty predictable. And what they did with Titanfall 2 was really good. So if they're really free to do whatever they want with this game, I think they'll be just fine. Especially since it's an original story and they're not having to lean on, you know, movies or books or anything like that. They can, again, just do whatever they want. So that's a good thing. But yeah, Star Wars fans are very hard to please. They are, they are a bunch of people. <laughs> I mean, you know, the guy that played Jar Jar Binks almost committed suicide because people were mean to him. The kid that played Anakin in episode one, you know, he uh, got in a little bit of trouble because he said, you know, the backlash he got from that movie was, you know, kind of traumatizing or whatever. So, you know, Star Wars fans just bullying a kid. You know, it's it's real classy, really good community they got there. And I know not everyone's bad, but a lot of Star Wars fans are just you need to relax like you really need to relax. Stop getting high on your Cheeto aroma that's accumulated in your Darth Vader helmet. What are you going to do, hit me with your plastic lightsaber? Calm down. I'm thinking we'll play around E3 during the Xbox conference. I know EA is doing the EA play a week before E3, so maybe we'll see it then, and then people can get like a hands-on with it. That's actually probably a bigger probability of that happening at EA play. But again, at E3, like Sony's not doing a conference and EA is not doing a conference. And I'm pretty sure they struck a deal with Microsoft for this game. It's not a Microsoft exclusive. It's on PS4 and PC as well. But like after their panel was done, when they revealed it, they did like Xbox giveaways on their Twitter account. They're retweeting Xbox's tweets. So I think they have a little bit of a like a marketing or promotional deal with Xbox. Kind of like when you see commercials on TV, like if you see a Call of Duty commercial at the end, it'll show PlayStation because they have that deal with PlayStation. So I think... That's basically just what it is. So if you see a commercial on TV for this game, it'll just say Xbox at the end. Or maybe they'll get DLC first or something like that. But they definitely have something going on with Xbox. So that's why I think maybe at the Xbox conference, we might see gameplay if it doesn't show up at the EA Play event. Could this be the best Star Wars game? I don't know. Maybe. As of right now, the Battlefield 1 and 2, not Battlefield 1 and 2, Battlefront 1 and 2 are the best Star Wars games, in my opinion. The original Battlefronts, not these last two that came out in recent years. The OG ones. Those are fun games. But do I think Respawn can pull this off? Yes, I do. But do you think they can pull it off? Next up, we have Killzone. Ooh. 
So it looks like Gorilla is looking for a Java developer to come on board and uh, work on some stuff. So it says Gorilla, the Amsterdam-based developer of Horizon Zero Dawn, is looking for a Java developer to support our game tech team with the project for an unannounced title. What will you do? You will build a robust backend that can scale up to serve many concurrent users, which is multiplayer. It's online. That's what they're saying. Now, Horizon Zero Dawn's not online. There's no multiplayer. So what could they be talking about? Mm, pretty sure it's Killzone. You will work on systems like matchmaking, tournaments, clans, and leaderboards. Hmm. Sounds pretty multiplayer to me. You know what game that could be? <laughs> Thinking Killzone. Especially with the word clans in there. Clans is definitely a first-person or just a shooter type thing. Like, those multiplayer games have clan systems. Other multiplayer games might have clans, but it's definitely a shooter-specific kind of term. And you know what's a shooter that Gorilla makes? Killzone. You will cooperate with game designers to achieve the vision for the game. You will work on systems to test and deploy a new server set without downtime. You will integrate the game servers with the PlayStation Network and other third-party services. Hmm, PlayStation Network specifically mentioned. You know it's a PlayStation exclusive? Killzone. I mean, Sony owns Gorilla, so of course it's PlayStation exclusive. So, <laughs> You will keep up to date with the Java world and introduce new technologies when they are relevant for Gorilla. If you are comfortable with C++, you can help integrate the backend services in the game client. This is Killzone. I, I can't imagine it being anything other than Killzone. Earlier this year, was it this year or late last year? Uh, sometime in the f last few months, uh, Gorilla hired someone that worked on Rainbow Six Siege, a multiplayer person. And again, Horizon doesn't have multiplayer. What else could it be? And they're hiring a lot more people at Gorilla because they're splitting up the studio into two teams. One works on Horizon, and the other works on... Killzone. Now, I just, I don't know when this game's coming. My guess is 2021. I still think we're a couple years out because a lot of people think Horizon Zero Dawn 2, which is being worked on right now, is going to be a PS5 launch title. That's just rumors. We don't, we don't know for sure. And I just don't see them releasing Killzone right next to it. I mean, what a dev team really released two games around the same time. PlayStation desperately needs that exclusive FPS game. And Killzone is the game. I'd rather be resistant, but that's that's a story for another time. Next, we have PSN name changes. After 12 years, or after 12 and a half years, I should say, you can finally change your name on PSN. From the end of 2006 to the beginning of now, 2019, you were never able to change your name. But it's here. It's happened. But you gotta be aware of a few things, so I'm gonna go over some things right now. There's a little question and answer on the PlayStation blog, so I'm gonna go over some of the things, if you don't already know about it. Question, can I change my online ID on my PS3 or PS Vita? No, the change can only be made through a PS4 system or web browser. Do I have to pay to change my ID? How much will it cost? The first change is free, and changes after that will cost $10. For PlayStation Plus members, it will cost $5. Will my friends be able to find me with my new online ID? When changing your online ID, you'll have the option to display your old ID next to your new ID in your profile for 30 days. This will make it easier for your friends to notice your ID change. You can only select this option at the time you are changing your online ID. How many times can I change my ID? 
In general, there are no restrictions to the number of times you can change your online ID. Can I revert back to my old ID? You can, as long as the old ID doesn't violate the terms of service. You can revert back to any of your previous IDs by contacting PlayStation support. So that's important right there. But some people are waiting, or they were waiting for like inactive accounts for their names to become available again. That's not happening. Once you have a name, it's yours forever. No inactive accounts or something can become available. So it sucks, but that's how it is. Do I have to pay to revert back to an old ID? No, reverting back is free. What happens to my old online ID? Can someone else take it? No, your old online ID is only available to you. If I change my online ID multiple times, can I revert back to any of my past IDs? Yes, you can revert back to any of your previous online IDs, as long as those IDs do not violate the terms of service. I don't know how many times I've said IDs, but it's too many. How many times can I revert back to an old ID? In general, there are no restrictions to the number of times you can revert your online ID. <laughs> can any account change their online ID? Child accounts cannot change their online ID. Do all games support online ID change? A large majority of the most played PS4 games that we tested support the feature. We recommend that you check this list of tested games before you make the actual change. PS3 and PS Vita games are not supported. So I'm going to put a link to this in the description and you can look at the list of the games, which I highly recommend because some of them are like critical and if you change your name, you might lose progress, which would be really bad. So highly recommend checking out these lists. What do you mean by a game supports the online ID change if it was originally published on or after April 1st, 2018? The game must have launched for the first time on or after April 1st, 2018 to support the online ID change feature. For example, a game that first launched back in 2013 that has since been remastered or resold as a complete edition in 2018 does not apply. Why is it that only games published after April 1st, 2018 were developed to support online ID change? Games published after this date were developed using tools that support online ID change at a system level. Will all PS4 games released in the future support the feature? All PS4 games originally published on or after April 1st, 2018 have been developed to support the online ID change feature, but we do not guarantee that all games will fully support the feature. I saw that there are a lot of potential issues and risks associated with changing my online ID. How do I know that I won't run into these? We recommend that you check this list of tested games before you make the actual change. A large majority of the most played PS4 games that we tested support the feature, and we expect major issues to occur only in a small number of games. What kind of issues could I potentially run into? Below are some of the issues you may encounter. We expect major issues to occur only in a small number of games. Your previous online ID may remain visible to you and other players in some areas. You may lose progress within games, including game save data, leaderboard data, and progress towards trophies. Parts of your game and applications may not function properly, both online and offline. You may lose access to content, including paid for content, that you may have acquired for your games, including content like add-ons and virtual currency. What should I do if I encounter an issue by changing my online ID? If you experience any issues while playing a game that is not on the list of tested games, we recommend that you revert back to your previous online ID that did not have those issues, reverting back should resolve most issues. Oh my god. That's gotta be a record for saying online ID. So I'm glad name changes are here, but they really could have did a better job with this. So, like, I'm a PlayStation fanboy. Everyone knows that, it's not a secret. But this, it's really hard to support this. It's really hard for me to defend this. Like, there are services that do name changes better. Steam, Battle.net, like, 
I'm not a hundred percent sure on battle.net, but I'm pretty sure like your account is a number kind of like discord. You have like a number and then you have your display name and you can just change your display name to whatever you want. Same with steam. You just change your display name. Why can't they do that with this? Like you could have your account name or like an account number that is yours. And that's what people add you or know you by. And then you change your display name. And that's what people see in the game. That's what I would rather have. Because I'll never get the name I want. Because the person that has the name I want is active. They have PlayStation Plus. They play games. So, But if we could change our display names to anything we want. I could go by the name I want. But then my actual account name would be the unique one that no one else could have. That's how they should have went about this in my opinion. Uh, maybe things will change with the PS5. Maybe we'll incorporate like a new system. And they'll work on this more. But for the time being like. It's good it's here and some people can change their names, but it, they definitely could have did a better job. And yes, I'm a fanboy. That's why we talk about PlayStation stuff on here a lot. But I don't want to limit it to just PlayStation. So if some big Xbox or Nintendo thing happens, we do talk about it. I don't want to limit anything. Do not worry. Next up is some Call of Duty news. Ooh. Uh, I'm not titling this Modern Warfare 4 news. Just Call of Duty news because I don't know if this is actually related to this year's Call of Duty. So a stunt woman by the name of Cecilia Johnson was trained by a former Navy SEAL. And he said that she was working on a part or to get a part in a Call of Duty game. And he said he believes she got it. The guy that trained her said she was trying out for a Call of Duty game for some stunts. And I trained her with CQB. Turns out I got about an hour with her. She goes back and I believe she actually got the part. And then she took to Instagram and said, the most amazing thing about stunts is the versatility of training and the roles I get to play, personas I have to adopt. I absolutely love, absolutely love the transformations and pushing boundaries. Although the journey is incredibly humbling, it's also extremely rewarding. Today was a good reminder of the latter. Thank you for an awesome day of training. And that was back in October of last year. If she was just a stunt woman trying to have like authentic movement for the motion capture part of the game why not just get someone that already knows that stuff she's clearly going to be acting as a character she's playing a character in the game a significant character because again why would they want her movements to look authentic if she wasn't a big time character not saying she's the main character well if she was the main character that would make people mad because you know female character main character in call of duty you know people are gonna lose their minds I don't know if she's a main character, but she's definitely playing a big role. And the reason why I don't know if it's going to be this year's Call of Duty is because this was she was training back in October, which means motion capture hadn't been filmed yet. It could be this year's. It could be next year's. Like the Red Dead 2 people, they said they recorded a lot of that stuff like five years before the game released. Now, Red Dead's a much bigger game on a much larger scale, way more dialogue. I get that. But that doesn't mean... That what she's working for is for this year's Call of Duty. So again, that's why I'm calling it just Call of Duty news and not necessarily Modern Warfare news. Also, the guy that trained her is the same guy that trained Keanu Reeves for John Wick 3. And I watched some of the video of him training Keanu. And like, I do not like Keanu Reeves. It was a one-on-one -on -one training. And Keanu's like, he's an A-list celebrity, you know? And, you know, he's being respectful. He's paying attention. He's into it. He's down to earth. He's humble. You know how he is. And at one point... He raises his hand and he says, can I ask a question? And the guy's training was like, of course, like 
I don't know. It's just it's nice to see a Hollywood actor like just not have an ego. You know, it's just the fact that he raised his hand and asked if he could ask a question. Was, I mean, come on. You can't hate the guy. It's impossible. I'm pretty sure it's Jesus. All right. On to the weekly recommendation, weekly pick. So this week I'm going to shout out a website. Now, this is a little bit of a secret. OK, if you want autographs. Go to NewberryComics.com. So I stumbled upon this website, and it's legit, and they have autographed albums. I don't say the albums themselves, but like the inserts, booklets, uh, postcards, posters. It says in the description what, it, what will be autographed. Anyway, if you go to the website, you'll see tabs. It says NC Exclusives, Vinyl, Clothing. If you hover over NC Exclusives, there's autographed pre-orders and autographed CDs. Now, pre-orders are obviously albums that haven't come out yet. And autograph CDs are the ones that are already out. And if you click on those, you know, you can see what they have to offer. And if there's a band or someone you like with an album, I mean, you can order it and it'll be autographed. Now, not every album ever is on here. It's only a few. But, you know, like Parkway Drive, their recent album's on here. Beartooth's on here. I Sign Kills is on here. Uh, the new After the Burial is on here. And I just want to say right now, though, there's no guarantee the whole band signs it it doesn't say who signs it just it's going to be autographed you might get one member you might get all the members maybe you want the vocalist you get the drummer instead you you just don't know what you're going to get but it's autographed nonetheless so that's something you know it's a little risky but if you want autographs this is where you go all right so keep it on the down low and speaking of the new after the burial album this friday it releases evergreen we will talk about it in the next episode, a review. Been hyping it up for a little while now, and for very good reason, because this could very well be the first 10 out of 10 this year. So I'm clearly very much looking forward to it. We at NewberryComics.com. And, you know, they uh, update every now and then when new stuff arrives. So just check it out. Also, bands sometimes, sometimes, Bands will have autographed things in their pre-orders. A lot of bands do pre-orders these days. Usually when the album is announced, there'll be a website and you can pre-order it. You get like exclusive shirts or hoodies, posters, you know, whatever. Final records. Sometimes there will be autograph stuff like a lithograph poster, but they usually, you know, sell out of those things. So if you're not quick on the pre-orders, you know, this could be your alternative. All right, and lastly, this week, my weird story of the week. Since I guess that's a new segment we're doing. Might as well go with it. A woman was shocked to discover that a group of bees were living inside of her eye and feeding off of her tears. The 28-year-old, known only as Mrs. He, thought dirt had been blown into her eye while she was pulling out weeds around the graves of her relatives. It's already starting off very weird. <laughs> However, several hours later, the 28-year-old visited a hospital in southern Taiwan when her eyes started to swell and cause her pain. Dr. Hong Chi Ting, cheating? Hong Chi Ting, okay, who works at the Fuyin University Hospital, said he was shocked when he saw four bees living in He's eye upon further examination. She couldn't completely close her eyes, he told the BBC. I looked into the gap with a microscope and saw something black that looked like an insect leg. I grabbed the leg and very slowly took one out. Then I saw another one and another and another. They were still intact and all alive. 
The insects are known as sweat bees because they land on people so they can drink beads of precipitation. The doctor believes the fact that the woman was wearing contact lenses saved her from potentially going blind. She was wearing contact lenses so she didn't dare to rub her eyes in case she broke the lens, he explained. If she did, she could have induced the bees to produce venom. She could have gone blind. The bees are still alive and have been sent to another organization so they can be studied. So that's weird. I guess sweat bees are like really little though. They're not like the size of a normal bee. You got to be aware of these things. You know, if you're ever in Taiwan pulling out weeds around the graves of your relatives, maybe wear like goggles or something just to, just to be safe. Before we end this week, I just want to give a quick shout out to a local band here called Oakley Dokley. They're from here in Phoenix, and they're a parody band. Everyone in the band dresses up like Ned Flanders from The Simpsons, and they call themselves a heavy nettle band, uh, the first and only heavy nettle band. They have two albums. First one's Howdly Doodly, and the second one's Howdly Toodly. <laughs> and like the songs are just stuff, I guess Ned says, or quotes from Ned. Some of the names of the members, Head Ned, Shred Ned, Zed Ned, Dread Ned, Bed Ned. Those are the current members. And then past members, Bled Ned, Red Ned, Stead Ned, Cred Ned, Dead Ned. <laughs> uh, the reason I'm giving them a shout out is because they were actually featured on an episode of Simpsons just a couple weeks ago. So their music video was in the opening credits. So they made it. They did it. They accomplished it. Oakley Doakley. Representing Phoenix. Very proud. Anyway, that's going to be it for this week. So thank you for watching and or listening, whichever one you do. Leave a comment. Let me know about Star Wars. If you think this is good, if you think Respawn can pull it off, it's going to be a good Star Wars game or not. And until next week, later. Later.